Hey everybody, you're listening to Blue Yonder. My name is Jim Jones. And I'm Aaron Hubbard. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We're going to talk about hippies wearing uh, soulless shoes, standing up at their desks. We're talking about girlfriends in the cloud. Cloud girlfriends. And we're talking about other random bullshit. Especially and random bullshit. Yeah. More yeah. random than what we just mentioned. More random. <laughs> no, impossible. <laughs> uh, go check us out at baldmove.com. Check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash baldmove. Uh, we have Facebook, facebook.com slash baldmove. Email us, blueyonder at gmail, blueyonder at baldmove.com. <laughs> I fucked that up. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Let's get right into our topics this week. Go for it. No dilly-dallying. How are we going to choose who goes first? Uh, Rochambeau. Rochambeau. See, I wish. I wish because then I can just claim I, I wish win those every fuckers time. in Seattle hadn't hadn't stole the twenty sided dice idea. They did steal it because we did that. We like, did it for draft. We yeah. did it before they even started podcasting. My yeah. dad, like before it was a twinkle in their father's eye. And, and for people who don't know which fuckers we're talking about, it's the personal arrogance over at uh, personalarrogance.com. We you actually to need to buy a domain it. name that's spelled correctly and point it to theirs just as a, as a service. <laughs> yeah. or, or, or like baldmove.com slash personal arrogance <laughs> and redirect, just redirect it. directly yeah. to it. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, you know, let's help All you guys right. out. Yeah, we'll help, spell it correctly. You know, personal arrogance. Sure. Arrogance. Sure. Arrogance. Uh, we'll, we'll have all the spellings. We'll, yeah, every if you possible type, spelling. If you type slash PA, you'll get it. You get, so we'll, do, we'll do them all. Baldmove.com slash PA? Yeah. I like it. We'll make them an affiliate no. of our site. PA.baldmove.com. <laughs> Subdomains where it's at. Sub, subbing them. Sub that domain. Yeah, <laughs> there are subs. We're the doms. I like it. So <laughs> since we don't have the 20-sided die roll, they kind of made that their baby. Right. What do we do? Rochambeau. Rochambeau. So now, like, are we doing the Rochambeau version where we kick each other in the nuts? until one gives up <laughs> no or we do it the Rochambeau. Cartman version yeah no, i don't yeah. think so okay well ready here we go this is temporary by the way we're gonna have temporary. something better next week oh are we yeah this might be as good as it gets this is as good as rochambeau gets here we go right. rochambeau oh scissors, fuck. Double scissors. scissors scissor me ah uh, all right stone beat scissors yeah scissor scissor me timbers yeah scissor me timbers uh okay so we're talking about my topic first, which is, I've been reading a lot lately on uh, Hacker News, and I don't know how many people know what Hacker News is. Probably a lot, but I don't know that everyone is in the same scene I'm into. Mm. Um, I got a, in, really interested in like startups and uh, technology and all that kind of stuff not too long ago, maybe a year, year and a half ago. Because you like the money. Because I like the money, and I like the tech, and I like the... Intersection of money and tech. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that comes along with that. Well, that's the thing about Hacker News. It's like this mix of people who are technology-minded and business-minded, which mm. you don't find a lot in like the usual tech circles, right? Yeah. You find people who are working in a career that they've been in as network administrator, or you find hackers or people who are just interested in making tech. Yeah, a lot of hackers tend to be hippies, too. And that's the thing. That's where this comes in. Like, you've got the hippie tech the hippie techno business guys Mm. that's a fucking weird combination yeah yeah it is and so what you end up with is people who think that standing at a stand-up desk for 12 hours a day in your vibram's five finger shoes (laughs) is cool is the way to go is the way to live your life is it cool they think so all right, now wait. That's, that's my I, whole point. See, here. when you started, started talking about the Vibrams, I thought you were riffing on the personal arrogance guys. No, well, they got him. Um, the first person I actually knew who had him is my friend uh, 
I don't know what to call him, so Carrot we'll call top. him we'll call him AC. <laughs> AC Slater. We'll call him Slater. Slater. All right. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so uh, Slater got a pair of these maybe three years ago. It's been forever that he's had them. He was one of the first people I even knew uh, huh. wore these things. And then I know the guy from Geek Nights has them. Um, I saw a lot of them at PAX this year. Really? I only saw the ones like, on Geek Nights. Game. I saw a lot of uh, Utilikilt and yes. Vibram Five Finger combos. Yeah, the Geek Nights guys are are hip to that culture, man. The they were both wearing Utilikilts. That's that. Look, One of them look. was wearing Five Fingers. I'm going to put it out there. Like, There's an enforcer <laughs> who could kick my ass that wears Utilikilts. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But I'm more of a man than he. <laughs> that util- It's like, wear a fucking kilt if you're going to wear a kilt. Don't wear this goddamn piece of burlap and call uh, it. It's not a real kilt. You're you're just you're a kilt purist. I am. I mean, you okay. Know, so you're a kilt snob. I'm a kilt snob. Yes, <laughs> not a kilt geek. A kilt erudite. Yeah, <laughs> anti kiltite. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, yeah it's it's just it really gets on my nerves because everyone advocates these things with I think not really thinking about them, like a stand up desk. Okay, it gets you out of your chair. People say sitting in your chair causes heart disease, whatever. Makes you fat, makes you lazy. Fine, fine. I understand that. It does. But I don't think the solution is to stand up for 12 hours a day in one spot. Well, I'd say that um, standing up is very, like for the stuff that I do, management, Mm -hmm. for my management tasks, um, I'd very much like like a workbench Mm-hmm. With like you know everything at like if I put my hands at ninety degrees, uh-huh. where my hands lie, that's where the work surface should be, and I'm standing yeah. up. And that's and that's the how I built ergonomic way to do right, it. Right, like yeah. I built a custom workbench in my garage to meet that criteria. And uh, I used to know a management type that had a little corner office, and it was all workbench, and he had a stool that he could lean on, and all that kind of stuff. And it was like mm-hmm. a really weird gimbal type deal. So the stool had a single, it's like a pogo stick with a seat on it, right? And it would like lean to 45 oh, degree angles, but it had this like really stiff industrial spring. So it would always go back to the center. <laughs> so it's like it gave you a little bit of resistance. I know all about that. <laughs> but it's designed so you, your feet stayed on uh, planted, but you had like it became like your third leg. <laughs> this is yeah, not getting any better. You're right. It does. It's not getting any better. <laughs> so basically it worked like that. You know that, that one ergonomic car that Randy designed on South Park where the f- <laughs> it inserted into. That's how the seat works. So inserts a good, you know, snug six to eight inches. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it was ergonomic. It inserts. It can't insert. No, no it's got oh, a, it's got goodness. a big padded cushion. But it was just to... a stick with a dildo on the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he called it his stool. Uh, come on, a butt plug, please. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, it, it was a conventional stool except for it just had one leg and it had this like springy gimbal type thing that swiveled around to let you kind of like move. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be great for management tasks. I don't see how the hell. You can get in the zone, like programming or doing some kind of deep analysis if mm-hmm. you're standing up. It's very good to keep you alert. It's very good for doing like these micro sure. task things where it's like, you know, you're delegating and you're answering email and you're taking phone calls and you're managing workflow like a boss. But for, I mean, if well, you're a hacker and you're doing a lot of deep thinking, there's no way you can fall into that kind of trance. You know what I'm talking about? I, I get you. Yeah. Like where you're just focused on the code. Because yeah. Uh, maybe within the first few hours you could, but trust me, I have worked a job where I've stood in one spot for 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I, I was working at HP on the assembly line building computers. It was a fucking nightmare. I literally 
almost literally had to crawl to my car <laughs> at the end say, of the day. Come on, don't be throwing around literallys. No, I almost literally almost had to literally, crawl to my I car. I literally almost had. <laughs> I, I was limping out of that building every Well, here's day. the thing. You're probably standing on a concrete floor, right? No. No, because really? it was set up because people had to stand there 12 hours a day. They actually had that like, had kind of energy padding. rubber and all? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's what that guy had in his office. He had these square tiles that were like designed uh-huh. to be like this almost like a made out of bouncy ball material yeah. that was designed to be comfortable to stand on for long periods of time. Sure. But and that still didn't do it. St- no. Not when you're standing in one spot for 12 hours a day. Really? And that's what that's what these hackers do, right? The The hacker business type person will sit there and create something for 12 to 14 hours. I guess. Like, uh, so I, I think true. They go on binges. Yeah. I don't know, but the, like a lot of the venture capital types, I don't think do that. I think they're more like traditional management, micro, you know, like sending off emails and doing stuff. Well, it depends. Yeah. You get those spreadsheets and all that yeah. kind of stuff. They're not doing the deep engineering coding, whatever. But you get hybrids where yeah. they're the single founder of their business and they're doing everything. And so I kind of think the perfect solution would be to have a nice, comfortable desk and an ergonomic task chair. Mm-hmm. Because like, I don't think there's a single study that would suggest that standing up for 12 hours a day is beneficial for anything but keeping you alert. Well, I have I read through the New York Times article on this. Believe oh. it or not, stand-up desks hit the New York fucking Times. Yeah. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> uh, My Little Ponies is well, coming up next. Well, it can't all be Middle East crisis and nuclear <laughs> yeah. reactors all the time, Jim. It can't gotta, all be important. Yeah. There's not enough news. <laughs> uh, and they try to justify it in multiple ways, but it's not based on any studies they don't cite anything as far as the studies that they've looked at right um it's just not like there's no real science behind this and standing up is known to cause the standing up for long periods of time in the same place is known to cause problems with your legs like yeah. your your joints suffer um probably for most people their posture even suffers yeah. because they're not standing correctly and just like it caused varicose veins yeah like you're looking at you're practically looking at amputation at, at some point in uh-huh. your life, uh-huh. if you're standing up 12 hours a day in one spot, wow! I had no idea about the varicose veins. That's scary. Yeah, dude. Spider veins. What do you Oof, think about that? I don't like 45 and spider veins. Well, I don't care if I'm on my legs, but I don't want my women. Well, you know, oh. show okay. this research to my girlfriend. Make sure she's not standing up too much. <laughs> um, I will say that um, I owe because, like, very early on in my career, they started um, in my early 20s, late teens, early 20s. They started talking about repetitive stress injury yeah and i converted to the original microsoft natural keyboard early on mm-hmm. and my ex worked at Steelcase uh business furniture and i had like i bought in their scratch and dent section of the warehouse with a sweetheart deal for fifty dollars a thousand dollar criterion Whoa. ergonomic task chair and i will say that those two things and now i've got the latest version of microsoft natural i held on to because there's the the 2.0 natural keyboard sucked ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I held on. I still have my original like tucked away for like you know the zombie apocalypse in wow. case I want to smash someone's head in with a 50 pound <laughs> keyboard. Yeah, right. But the new ones are really nice too, and they're like the F- Microsoft Natural 4000. Mm-hmm. Those having a good task chair, uh, a properly heighted desk. Mm-hmm. and a good keyboard has probably kept me healthy. I have zero. I type 90 words per minute. Mm-hmm. I code like ridiculous. Like my in the peak of my development I was doing like 192 lines of production documented code per day, <laughs> wow. which is fucking impressive yeah. if you will look up standard metrics. 
Um, and my, my eyes have always felt good and my back's always felt good and my hands have always felt good. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I can't, I can't imagine standing up would yield the same results going <laughs> yeah. out 12 to 18 hours a day. And that's when I was working for Intus, that was a sweatshop. And I was mm-hmm. like 65, 70 hour weeks were the norm. Wow. So yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't buy it. Well, I I, now, I do want to get to the Vibrams because I kind of I just we're going to butt heads a little bit on that, buddy. We probably will. I just want to say one more thing. Um, it seems like most people are just trying to lose their gut. Like when they talk about how beneficial stand-up desks are, oh, they're the just energy. trying to lose their weight. You have to be burning four to five times more energy per hour standing than sitting. Exactly. But, okay, I buy that. I do not buy that it has any other benefits. Okay. Like, I, I honestly... That's a substantial benefit, though. And like, sure. Like, but, but they also claim that regular workouts will not, do this, will not fix the damage done by sitting in a chair for eight hours. And I, I don't buy that. I don't either because I sit in a chair for a hell of a lot longer than that on average. I'm, I've, I'm fitter now at 34 than I was when I was 28. Yeah, I mean, and like I you have can, you been in really good shape an, before. An, an, an hour of working out a day or every other day uh-huh. can easily dispel almost any negative effect <laughs> you can do on your body. <laughs> I challenge anyone who says that to go do P90X yeah. for the full 90 days right. and come back and tell me that it's not reversible. Right, right, right. I mean, maybe if you're doing heroin... Like, like, I don't know if P90X can offset heroin Maybe. or like PCP. I'm pretty sure Tony Horton's on heroin or PCP. I think he's both. on cocaine. He's on a cocktail. Sure, he's on cocaine. He, no, he's on a cocktail of various drugs <laughs> that he injects just before taping. HDH, uh, cocaine, wolf urine. <laughs> yeah. Right right into the Jesus, like, shoots it right in his jugular. And, and a P90X recovery shake. Oh, yeah. He's got it, yeah. The, the, the beach body recovery shake. Yep. Tasty. Um, uh, okay, let's, so let's move to Vibram. All right, five I don't fingers. think you can argue that biomechanically, mm-hmm. running on your toes and ball of your feet is way better than heel striking. And the, I, I completely agree with the science and the ergonomics. And like, if these you look shoes. at the, the, what I disagree with is the fashion sense. <laughs> well, the thing is, is um, running barefoot. Like, there are people that just do barefoot running. Like every That's marathon crazy. I've ever been in, there's been people that are just straight up barefoot. That's an injury waiting to happen. Well, but they say that your feet are designed now. Like your feet are designed to callus mm-hmm. up, and they turn into like really soft, supple leather that's impervious to heat, cold, and injury. Like you know, they're like evolutionary designed to deal with this shit. Huh. Now, my concept, my my rebuttal is: Oh, are they evolutionary designed to deal with rusty nails and fucking broken glass? <laughs> yeah. Because if you're running in a city, that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. Like even yeah. walking through a park. Sure. You're gonna like you know, step on a like a, a pop tab off a coke yeah. can and have a bloody mess on your hands. Short of running in the Sahara, you're so you're gonna run into some foreign debris. That's why I think the Vibrams are actually kind of brilliant because you mm-hmm. get all the biomechanical advantages of f- toe strike. Uh, you know, like landing on your toes and balls of your feet with protection. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna have that problem. And I actually kind of want to try them because I've. Um, I've been, I'm obviously a heel striker. I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed Clydesdale runner, uh-huh. heavy heel striker. Nice. Um, and it's amazing what, uh, because when I first got into running minis, uh, I went to the running company here in Indianapolis and they mm-hmm. actually did this, like, they've got this cool, like video system where uh-huh. you get on a treadmill and they, 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 they photograph in slow motion, your back, your foot and the side of your foot. And they'll tell yeah. you like how much 
pro I think it's pronation, pronation or how much yeah. twisting and all that stuff. How much and they can they can tell you which shoe is going to help you. Like I used to suffer from horrible uh, uh, sh- uh, shin splints. Mm-hmm. Like with that, like the two and, and a half overnight. mile mark, I just would get shin splints and have to stop running. Putting on a, a their pair now they're like one hundred fifteen dollars, but pair, putting on this pair of shoes completely made those go away. I used to suffer from horrible shin splints. I put on <laughs> Nike Airs and they're all gone. Uh, these are actually like uh, Etonics, I think. Eton- yeah, like <laughs> Pimp that brand, crazy Swedish brand, or I don't know. No, and okay, so I understand so it totally all that, works. Right? Yeah, and I'm like, but still, like, um, my knees would kind of get inflamed uh, running like you know, 10, 12 miles, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, you, well, yeah, you're 240 pounds, Jack, and six and you're foot landing two, on your heels. Ass, you have mastodon you. bones. <laughs> you're laying on your heels. It's like, so it's like, I think if I got this, I mean, if I got the Vibrams, who knows? Sure. It's interesting. I, I was reading on the site just the other day because Jesse, uh, the, the arrogant guys, are uh, covering this. Yeah, and they talked about it in their latest podcast about the how Eric's, like... Eric's violently opposed to the Vibrams as well. And I say, keep it real, brother. <laughs> don't I don't give in. Don't get the Vibrams because you'll look like a fucking yeah, hipster douchebag. I think Eric is more of a Clydesdale too. He he's a little bigger. Yeah, I, mean, he's, so... I don't think he's fat like I am. But no, I think I th- he's, he's taller. Tall. Yeah. So I'm saying that you know. Sometimes you gotta, like, I had plantar fasciitis do it, at one point, and the doctor prescribed me. You are a bit of a fascist. <laughs> a feet fascist. Uh, he actually descri- prescribed me goddamn uh, Crocs, <laughs> which I was morally, philosophically, and fashionably opposed to. But I'll be damned if I didn't start wearing, wearing those to work for a couple of weeks and it just would go away. So anytime I have. Stop laughing, <laughs> asshole! You can't. You cannot prescribe Crocs. Yes, Crocs are not the prescription that will heal anything. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm telling you, man. They're like slipping your foot into a. You marshmallow. need a new doctor. <laughs> you need a new doctor. Uh, well, you need to slip your foot into that guy's marshmallow. I, I, you know what? He's an idiot. I couldn't read his handwriting. He could have probably prescribed me codeine. Yeah, it, I thought it said Crocs. You just Crocs. Crocs. No way. He prescribed you Crocs. <laughs> no. <laughs> So yeah. that explains. I don't know if he's a real doctor. Actually, <laughs> he was at a bar called the Manhole, and uh, he was wearing a he was wearing a lab. He coat. bought me a drink. Yeah, right. Uh, oh wow, that's messed up. All right, but yeah, so it's like I, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that. Neither do I. I'm just saying that like it's amazing what your foot gear can modify things about your running and and how comfortable your feet are so absolutely i'm all for and trying to vibe the only thing is they're so freaking expensive ah uh, they're not so bad they're like 100 bucks i, I thought that's they're a like good two, running shoe i thought they were 200 oh they might be i don't know i haven't checked into it um although they do have okay so here's my I've major like, problem with them right? Okay, all right my major problem is you look like a total tool when to- you're wearing definitely, them like, definitely oh I'm that's not- where i was going with the crocs is yes i looked like a tool <laughs> okay. but my feet stopped hurting so fuck you <laughs> In, in conclusion, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That's actually the conclusion of a lot of our conversations. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, okay, so you look like a total tool wearing these around the city. Like, yes. When you're I would not, not wear when you're not specifically running, like, and I even think running in a race. If you are not running in a race, <laughs> you do not need to be wearing Vibrams. Well, that's the thing is because the site said when you wear Vibrams, you should wear, you should like run no more than like 5% of your, to- your total capable distance at first oh and yeah you add five percent because you're retrained you're first going to start heel striking like how mm. that hurts yeah so you're going to start running on your toes like the the uh, kenyan runners do 
Yeah. And you eventually, but your muscles that like, cause this is like a giant spring and, mm. and you know, it's kind of like the forelimb of when a, you say this, what are you talking I'm, about? I'm gesturing to my foot. Okay. Like the ball of your foot to your heel, to your, your, your calf muscles, they form mm. a natural biomechanical spring, Yeah. but those muscles are completely undeveloped if you're a heel striker. Sure. So if you try to do that, you're going to injure yourself. So they say run 5% of your total. And if anything hurts, you know, cut back and then add 5% each week. So, you know, at the end of 20 weeks, I guess you'd be running your full distance. So, but yeah, I I don't know. I wonder how long they last too, because they look kind of like flimsy neoprene with the rubber sole. Uh, No, Andrew's had his for, or I'm sorry, uh, Uh, Slater. Slater. Has had his for, like I said, years and they're still going. Still going strong. I don't even notice that they're damaged at all. Have you noticed a Christian Slater's the poor man's Jack Nicholson? <laughs> Maybe even a homeless man's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> what? Yeah. Christian Slater. He's he he's totally like I don't know if he does it refresh on purpose. my memory. Christian Slater is one of those names that you really don't know who Christian right over Slater is. No, I I know who he is and I know I've seen him in tons of things, but it's one of those names that doesn't stick with a face. He was in that pirate radio, which was what? Um, fuck, what was that thing? Uh, the one where on the pump boat. up the volume. No, it was the one that was on the in, boat, right? In the middle of the sea, uh, pumping out pirate radio. I think so. With uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman? He wasn't in that? <laughs> no. God, no. no. All right. He was in a movie called Cuffs. What are you watching, man? I, I, did I'm, your doctor prescribe this movie yes, to you? Yes, he did. Your quote-unquote doctor? Said, watch, you know, see two Christian Slater movies and call me in the morning. <laughs> I don't oh, know, dude. Like, wow. if you if you look up him on YouTube or whatever, you will say, "My God, that's a poor man's Jack Nicholson." <laughs> okay, after the cast, that's you what th- I'm doing. yeah. I like. I kind of think he's his bastard son. There's got to be at least a hundred bastard Jack Nicholson sons that's running true. around, right? You're absolutely. I mean, that guy has right. cast his seed to many a field. I feel like Anthony Hopkins is the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's made his rounds. Um, oh, God. maybe, maybe George Clooney. Maybe. George I, th- I think I think he's very careful. I, I, yeah, like I, I can see him having a vasectomy at the age twenty five, like because he's like <laughs> I don't want that to happen. I think we've stumbled across the new main topic for the show: <laughs> the uh, celebrity vasectomy. <laughs> yeah, the speculative celebrity yeah. uh, sex life conversation. <laughs> right, right. No, uh, okay, so Vibram's five fingers, back to these. I'm thumbs up on them. I'm, I'm, I'm thumbs two, down. I'm just... ten to- toes up, and I want to try them. <laughs> and you can see every toe, yeah, you can see articulated, every toe articulated as I wave them right? at you. Uh, no, I, I think there's this combined with the stand-up desk, because people in this, in this uh, comment section were actually advocating standing barefoot with your, with your Vibram's on. In front of your stand-up desk for twelve uh, see, to fourteen hours a day. That sounds like hippie bullshit. To exactly. Me. That's my whole point. the The combination, the marriage of stand-up desk and Vibram's shoes, right? Just it it blows my mind. I can't. The amount of hipster douchebagginess that goes into a a, a thought pattern like that just it blows me away. Yeah, that's a little bit hippie bullshit. And why we're on a topic of that, um, it's not a complete love love in because I got to say about that freaking stuff that Jesse was on. <laughs> uh, I want my good friend Vincent Vega go with me. This I want my good friend Vincent Vega to to, to comment on that whole freaking philosophy or philosophy velociraptor philosophy who's that did i just ruin a joke by asking that? No, it's this guy from Pulp Fiction. He's actually joined us here in the cast. Oh, okay. What I want to do is I'm going to edit that speech where he goes, if you don't got legal currency and an and a, and a address, you're a bum. Like that whole speech he gives to Jules and Jules says he's going to walk the earth. All right. 
So, uh, yeah, that's basically how I feel about the situation. Okay. You're digging out of dumpsters. You've got no place to lay your head. You're a bum. Well, here's my thing. Freegan. If you're going to be a bum like that, Jesse, at least drive, ride your bike across the country like we talked about and pick up <laughs> chicks. You know, Maybe I, for like, I like his idea. Leave, of start pedaling right now. That's you get cool. to Indianapolis by the you know August, and you'll be ready to go. Here's my thing with freeganism. I am all for. Should we some, talk, tell the listeners what the fuck freeganism is? Freeganism is eating out of dumpsters and recycling your shit. That's it's what like, it it's is. Like, it's like more extreme than veganism. Uh-huh. Now, Way except more. for now, you, not only you're not eating meat, you're eating vegetables out of a dumpster. You're eating. <laughs> you're salvaging food from dumpsters. You're, you're, you're squatting in abandoned buildings. You're human. Composting. They call it human newer composting. Human newer. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Check know, out the Wikipedia funny. article. It's funny. Freegan. It's like veganism only with free. And uh, it's basically earn no income, spend no income. Sure. It's an economy thing. But okay. So, so I get behind a lot of weird shit. Like I, right now I'm on an all you're like a organic. Kick. Plus you're a Spartan. You have no world. You have a bed I, and a desk and a almost, laptop. And yeah, that's almost it. literally. You have no silverware. Up and up until like a couple weeks ago, I didn't even have a lamp no. in my apartment. I brought a lamp to you, motherfucker. <laughs> that's because I got one. tired of casting in the dark. <laughs> He's like, hey man, I got a street light outside. I can Plus, just like you Sodium know. Glow. Yeah. Uh that's a good name for an album, by the way. Sodium oh, yeah. Glow. Uh <laughs> anyway, so I get behind a lot of weird shit. But this freaganism, I can't get behind because it is not sustainable. If everybody were freegan, no one could be freegan. That's true. The world population would crash to 1%, which maybe they want. I mean, are they like one of those people that like a voluntary <laughs> extinction project? Voluntary extinction. You've heard that, right? Start with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would. Like They're like basically, uh, I think their motto is like live long prosper and don't have any kids. Like live a long time and then die. And don't pass your genes on anybody. They got some bullshit. Pro, uh, what uh, are there people like that? Yeah, it's th- that's a real thing. The voluntary human extinction project. What? Like they commit to not having kids and live sustainably, and like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They think humans are a blight on the earth, and we'd be better. The earth would be better off without us. So they want to <laughs> drastically reduce the human population. Then shoot yourself in the head. Yeah. Like that's a quicker way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I want to pave the earth, man. Oceans too. Like maybe <laughs> pave, have a pave the yeah, ocean. Pave the, yeah, pave the earth. I'm registering. Pave I want to be oceans. able to drive to England, jolly old England. Sure. Why not? Yeah, trans oceanic highway. There could be any bad environmental <laughs> no. effects of that. No. None at all. Not at all. Uh, so have we wrung all the juice out of that topic? We have wrung all the sweaty, disgusting foot juice out of the vibrams. Well, I'm about to get you riled up again because the next oh, topic, boy. the next topic, topic number two, the is- loser topic is, uh, cloud girlfriend. <laughs> you, you've heard the latest thing is like about cloud computing. Yes. Well, I found this mag uh, article on PC mag talked about these, the startup company in California wants to do cloud girlfriends and boyfriends, but really we're talking about 99% cloud girlfriends, 1% cloud boyfriends. Well, yeah, that's what dating sites are anyway, right? It, yeah, it, they're okay. sausage fest by definition. Yeah. Um, so this the, the creator says, uh, what his name is Fuhrer. His no, name Fuhrer. is Fuhrer? It's like Fuhrerman. Mein Fuhrer, yeah, mine is, Fuhrerman is setting up cloud girlfriends? That's a problem. If your last name <laughs> is like the Fuhrer, yeah. you, know, you have problems. But he says, what we are creating blurs the lines between reality and imagination. Fuhrer said between puffs of <laughs> on his on his blunt, uh, we allow people to define their ideal self, find their perfect girlfriend, 
or boyfriend, I guess, and connect and interact as if that person existed. We'll fulfill the four steps in the oh, lane. So, okay, so these- I get this idea now. Okay. Okay, it Wait. makes a little more sense. I'm actually starting to turn on oh, this idea. Oh, fuck! I actually like this idea. Good, because if we're both going to hate on it, it's going to be a short topic. Okay, here's <laughs> the four steps uh, outlined on the Cloud Girlfriend website. One, define your perfect girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, because that's healthy, having a perfect ideal. Sure, yeah, you need an ideal to by which to measure all other women. Yeah, if right. They, they do not measure up. Kick right. it to the curb. Right. Step two. That is not my philosophy. Step two. <laughs> we bring her into existence. This this sounds like some bring, fucking Frankenstein it's, it's thing. It's Simone. Have you seen the movie Simone? With yes. Al Pacino? Sim yeah. one. Yeah. Sim, yeah, Sim one. But. Uh, but Simone, yeah. Step three. Connect and interact with her publicly on your favorite social network. No. Step four. Oh. Profit. No. Oh, dude. I like this idea even more. Step four. Enjoy a public, long-distance relationship with your perfect girl. So it says that <laughs> it says the founders behind Cloud Girlfriend are still talking to Facebook to make sure they comply with its terms and conditions, but the app has no intention of using fake uh, Facebook profiles. Oh no! Instead, a real woman will communicate with you through your Cloud Girlfriend's profile. Wrong. Users, Wrong. and here's the kicker: users can choose from a library of photos to determine what his or her Cloud Girlfriend looks like. Oh my goodness! So get this: so it's no, like this. Okay. So so ahead. your Cloud Girlfriend can you're going to be communicating through each other through proxy Facebook mm. accounts where you can your friends will see her posting your shit and you'll see her friends will see you posting. You can both pick. Any photo you want of each this other is—it's horrifying. No, it's it's glorious. The other thing it's is glorious. The other thing is there's <laughs> going to be a lot of nerds disappointed because there's not going to get that many women to. Uh, l- most women do not want this yeah, because, like, when I talk about women, my fading, favorite dating site is OkCupid.com. Yeah, awesome dating site. Uh, when I talk to women about their experience on the site, they say that they just get assaulted with pictures of cocks, with guys hitting on them that haven't read their profile, and when they say they're not interested, saying, well, you're a fat, stupid whore, and just basically being social miscreants. I mean, I any, should probably stop There's that, almost right? something... <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's working for you, if it's working for you... Oh, it works. No, it doesn't work. What the fuck are they thinking? Um... The thing is, is like any woman that survives the psychic strain of being on that site for longer than a week's probably got something wrong with her. <laughs> and well, you probably don't want to date her anyway. Well, she needs a cloud boyfriend. Yeah, that's what well, she's maybe. missing in her life. I'm just saying that, like, that's and that's a site where the goal is to meet a person in real life. You take uh, uh-huh. that barrier away, and you've got the John Gabriel Greater Internet fuckwad theory run amok. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what kind of fucked up relationships are these people going to have? That I don't know. I don't know, man. I like. I'm playing devil's advocate when I say I'm turning on this idea mm-hmm. because I see where they're going with it, but I think it's such a horrible idea. Okay, first of all, Facebook can't allow this, right? Because their whole thing is you must be a real person. That identity must be yours. Well, but they say they're working with the people, so it's like going to be some either going to have to be app. something. Yeah, it's either going to have to be something where Facebook like buys them out and integrates it heavily into their system to where people can have their own like where people basically have two profiles their cloud girlfriend profile and their regular human profile both of which will have the same names but you can't interact with them or see them unless you're in the cloud girlfriend program right um and okay so it doesn't work from that point unless they buy the company okay um and i what was the second thing you read you written point number two there uh, we bring her into existence. <laughs> no, maybe it was point number one. Go back. Define your perfect girlfriend. 
No, no, read them again. Okay. Me. Sorry. D- step one, define your perfect girlfriend. Step two, we bring her into existence. Step three, dot, dot, dot. Step four, profit. No. Connect and interact with her publicly on her favorite social network. Step four, enjoy a public long distance relationship with your girl, perfect girl. Okay. So here's, that's the problem. This, no, this is what four. I, this is what I see that, that will be a big hit because right. you're going to get a lot of dudes who feel shitty about not having a girlfriend right uh, and want to like publicly show every- this is like the i've got a girlfriend in another school yeah i thing, met her right? at summer camp she's in she's in exactly. another state she, look how she goes she to is. another school this is actually that she, girl you're using the picture that came with your wallet and it came exactly. with the photos in your wallet and if that's the picture you so choose that could be your cloud girlfriend now and she'll publicly interact with you. Your yeah, friends will see. That shit didn't work in middle school. Like the kids that pulled that shit. But that's that because shit, they never interacted with them. If they have someone interacting with oh, them. Oh, I guess that's true. On a public service like Facebook. But still, if you're like. Then that's some satisfaction for the geeks, if your man. Buddy, if your buddy came up uh, and had a long distance girlfriend that mm-hmm. never went anywhere on Facebook for years and years and years. <laughs> for you years. You would call. I mean, you, you need would call to, that You need to cycle. Out. You need to oh. cycle. Get, yeah. So you, well, it didn't work out with the last girl, but yes. I found this other girl other who's equally friend, hot, uh, more hot, right. but hotter right. and farther away. <laughs> <laughs> then now there's we're hot inverse, and heavy. There's an inverse pop, uh, inverse uh, relationship between the girl's hotness and how far away and Actually, likely you are to see her in the Midwest. That might be true. <laughs> oh. uh, you so know, we're us. both kind of dating women in the Midwest. Maybe you should choke back a little bit on that. There, no, that's that's true. Well, we found the exceptions to the yes, rules, right? True. There, there you go. Uh, plus, the person I'm dating doesn't listen to this. So. <laughs> Yet. Yet, yeah. It'll be a little awkward conversation for later. Whatever. She's hot. Uh, <laughs> my, my girlfriend in another school is hot. Oh, yeah. Trust right, me. Right, Yeah. She's uh, from Plainfield. You never heard her. So so there's that, right? Like, that's, that's kind of legitimate. A legitimate service I just to think provide they're to find pathetic people. A hard, they're going to not find many. Now, here's the deal. Do you think they'll actually pay women? Like, like kind of like 1-800 style or like 1-900 style, sex line style? Premium like, so, so they've got like they'll have a bullpen. One woman might service twenty guys. Because <laughs> it's just like all yeah. you're doing is chatting on a social network. So it's like you don't have to. You, it's not real well, time. The problem guy with that, posts and like they have a guarantee. Like if you post something to your girlfriend, she will respond or like within, or comment or whatever within eight hours. Oh God. It doesn't even have to be the same damn girl. As That's long as true. they have a, as long like as they're a, posting in that profile, yeah, man. As long as like the girl, the girl that does NatalieD.com, she's a cartoonist. Okay. Uh, her and her husband, they do. I'm gonna pimp them because I love their stuff. Toothpastefordinner.com. <laughs> um, they have another one. Oh, I forget what the. Oh yeah, Married to the Sea. <laughs> isn't isn't that just Freegan.com? No. <laughs> Toothpaste for dinner. No. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I found these tubes in the dumpster, man. Yeah, man. There's some like totally like calcium out to Yanger, man. Um, Yanger. So. Uh, uh, NatalieD.com. She actually blogs about her experience. She was a sex uh, 1-900 worker. Oh, yeah? And, like, she would knit while she was doing it. And she's like, you <laughs> sure. know, if guys knew I was knitting, like, you know, rainbow socks while I was like, oh, yeah, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it wouldn't but work. But she's like, yeah. most guys will just want to call and, like, kind of talk. Like, they would talk for an hour and, like, get off in I, five minutes. And then I've heard that about, like, prostitutes as well. Yeah. Most guys just well, like, want to talk for pro- a while. Yeah, yeah, right. They want the female companionship. Because there is something, too... Uh, there's something cool about hanging out with a girl. I mean, they're a different sure. perspective than dudes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in addition to the other fun stuff you can do with them, they actually have unique perspectives on things, and it's like a different vibe hanging out with women mm-hmm. than it is hanging out with a bunch of dudes. For sure, yeah. So I can see the market. I just think that it's going to... They're acting like this is just going to be free, 
and they're going to bring equal amounts of men and women. That ain't going to happen. That is, that's not going to happen. Just like everything we see, like yeah. like the, the reason they have ladies' night is so bars aren't sausage fest, you know. Yeah. How yeah. are they going to if everything's free? How are they going to get the girl guy ratio not out of whack? Well, I mean, maybe they do get the girl guy ratio out of whack, and have you ever, one person is managing multiple accounts? Just pay them. Well, that's what <laughs> I'm know? saying. Um, do yeah, you like think? You uh, do you know what the stats are for OK Cupid? Are they like fifty percent? No, I have no idea. I mean, I gotta think that it's got to be way skewed towards men. I, I can't say that I browse the men's profile, so I have no idea. I'm not saying you well, do. I I'm have, just saying, and I gotta say, I'm just saying I have no idea what the ratio is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of amazed that I was somewhat competitive on that site. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, geez. Anyway, um, all right. I just think the the quality of person you find on that site is higher than a lot of them. Like, plenty of fish you've messed oh around with. Oh my god, Terrible. plenty of fish is a shit hole. Shit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plenty of fish in the shitty pool. The, the site is so bad, so bad. Oh yeah, and so like it, it's 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 web design is like would make a MySpace engineer weep. <laughs> like that, you know, he would like yeah. GeoCities wants their website Ge- back. Thanks. <laughs> the GeoCities wouldn't have anything to do with that web design. You're right. Well, it wouldn't now. It's pretty. It's like down. someone took a .NET sample project and just like compiled it and called yeah. it good. <laughs> Yeah, you know, now we're not gonna match fonts. We're not going to like lay out anything consistently. You know, nah. So okay, so the thing that I really like about this service, the Cloud Girlfriend, the Cloud Girlfriend, the name that's pretty right, righteous. Uh, that that's not bad. Um, no, it's pretty bad actually. Yeah. Cloud Girlfriend, no, I don't like, like it. Yeah, uh, Let's but, take the latest bullshit e-business term and right, attack yeah. Girlfriend to it. But the thing that I do like about it is that it's pushing this idea of creating a personality online and a lot of people do this already like they'll create their own personality through twitter or through facebook or not necessarily facebook because that's people you know but through twitter um and other means Uh they'll kind of create a persona around themselves like a cult of personality um but this is pushing it more towards everybody and i'm one of those people who thinks eventually everything will be on the internet everything that is not physical will yeah, be on the internet that seems reasonable like you will just be jacked into the internet from your one room apartment which just has like a bed and the barest of necessities in it like i currently live right, right. <laughs> um and you will just do everything on the internet no one will know you in person hmm. because you don't go outside now i don't think it's going to get that bad unless we get like like can live in a matrix style world where you still have exactly because you're going to want tactile Oh, so you're actually saying... That, that's what I'm saying, like a, like a virtual reality sort of thing. I don't know, man. People still listen to vinyl and use vacuum tubes and you'll amplifiers. Have, you'll have, but people sign up for shit like Cloud Girlfriends. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a small broken percentage. Like, we're nerds. <laughs> And we're 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 looking down our no, no, noses on this. Like sure, sure. like there's a guy that I work with that will probably sign up for this service. Uh-huh. But he's fucking. He was like homeschooled since he was from the womb. He <laughs> smells bad. He like has walleye vision. Hope none of your employees are listening to this. I, I, I hope not too. But Jesus. you know, it's like I don't give a shit. It's the truth. It's but, like, so a guy like that, okay. yeah, fine. Or our or, or our friend Orfer. Orford could go gangbusters with a cloud girlfriend. I'm trying to say, though, that this pushes it towards that, you know? It's like, it's a persona that you're creating online to interact with other people. Yeah, that, but there's... That's beyond a game. There's still social sigma that online dating. I mean, I don't know that we'll yes. ever accept fictitious girlfriends. 
I don't know, man. I, I think we will. As more of our lives move so online, let me ask you this. I think we will. You know, the Eliza Project is this like little you know mm-hmm. chat bot that like tries to, and they got a lot of them going now. Like I actually, there's this one called You Can Speak With God. Um, it's no. this like website where you go and like you can ask it questions and it has answers and it tries to be as human as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it constantly asks this database of responses, kind of like you know a glorified so just basically Watson. a Turing machine. Is that what it is? Yeah, a glorified Watson. A glorified it's better Watson. than Watson. No, <laughs> uh, Watson is a glorified Eliza, maybe. Yeah, but, but uh, do you think that a they glory ever got hole so, for Watson? If you ever think they get a, tur- a thing that passes the Turing test, do you think mm-hmm. people whore those out for like fake girlfriends and boyfriends? Absolutely, they will. Would you enjoy if you knew it, or if you couldn't tell the difference? If I couldn't tell the difference, would you enjoy? Maybe? Would you have a computer friend? Like, am I going to be replaced, Jim? Yeah. This is what it sounds like is her head towards. That's what I'm really hoping. You're going to outsource my fucking companionship, you dick. I, I've already been talking with people in India. Three weeks man. from now, it's going to be, and I'm a Ron Hubbard. You know, it's like, what the hell? No, I won't accept anything as crappy as that. We got to at least have coherent speech. And 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 body hair. Yeah. So, um, that's what you miss with the computers. They don't have the body hair. They don't. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't... I think it would be interesting as a novelty to talk to a computer and have it be as you know real as a person. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like there's part of me that hopes that I can still tell the difference, or I would miss genuine human contact. I, I think there will be a point where you really can't tell the difference because at the core of it, we're just computers, right? I mm-hmm. mean, we're we're computing language all the time. So if we right. get a computer powerful enough and small enough to sit in my room and talk to me just like you're talking to me now, what really is the difference? Well, the only thing I can think of is, like, you remember the uh, metamorphosis of prime intellect sure. that we read. That and by the way, if, if people haven't heard our discussion on that, go back and listen to that episode. Um, and listen to the bonus content, because the bonus content for that is really you good. you have to register for our freaking forums and do that. Forums. Yeah, we, we might change that. I don't know. Because that bonus content is really good. It is so. good, but damn it, I all they have to, to do is it. spend 30 seconds register for a form account. That's true. Go yeah, register for a form account. You don't even have to talk to us. Just go register and listen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but anyway, like, the, the prime intellect was, like, very, very advanced, but it still mm. wasn't human because it didn't know what being human was. Like, you can fake sure. it, but I just wonder, like, there's going to be a point in the conversation where you talk about, like, what it was like when your child was born. Mm-hmm. And what is the computer's take going to be on that? Is it just going well, to talk it, in platitudes or if it's actually going to <laughs> have some genuine experience to share? Because, like, it literally, like, I think we can have artificial intelligence that we will eventually see as maybe even another organism, mm-hmm. but it won't be human life. Well, here's the thing if you ask me that question, I couldn't answer it. That's right. I have no experience with that. I cannot possibly empathize with. I don't. I don't agree. I think you can. You won't know exactly what it feels like, and even if you did, it wouldn't feel exactly like what I felt. But you, I don't think so, man. You can extrapolate joyous occasions in your life, sure, and say. But then, what do I multiply that by? Like my my most joyous nine (laughs) eleven. That would put it at over nine thousand. So I can't do that. Um. Yeah. So I don't so, know. I, maybe, but I, I, I don't know what it is like, right? So the computer, and I just talked like a computer. I, so the computer won't know either. Right. So what's the difference there? Because the computer doesn't know, like, can you, I, I just wonder, I guess why I was getting with this is that I think you can have artificial intelligence, but I wonder if you can really have artificial emotion. I don't see why not. Really? Yeah. Because like, 
I feel like emotion is... Intelligence and emotions are completely different things, right? But, like, emotions are all based on... I guess it's just a system that you could simulate. It's based on... That's what I Hormones flooding through and different, you know... Yeah, very, very science-y things that we're totally qualified to speak on. Yeah, (laughs) complex molecules and moving parts and Oh, man, when those atoms interact with each other. Gonads swelling. It's all very technical. (laughs) Only when there's strife. Uh... Okay, speaking of biological processes, are we ready to get... I know that you, the listeners will not be able to differentiate as we switch to the topic of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But believe it or not, true. we have like even randomer just crap to talk about at the end of the Yes, yeah, so we're, we're putting an end to the actual segments. Uh, we're this moving is, into the bullshit and other stuff topic. Yeah, bullshit and feedback. And feedback, okay. Cool. Um, like so it. I've got a couple things. You won the podcast for Shambo. Do you want to start... Do you want to uh, talk about the personal arrogance cast? I did. I want to talk just a little bit about it. I was listening to it on the way. I had to wait for it to download as it came through as I was driving over here and I got like seven minutes into the cast before I knocked on your front door. Okay. Well, I listened to the whole thing. Um, (laughs) that's better. And and I have a rebuttal because they called me out on Panfy on not participating. Oh, they called you you out. No, I did not. They called me out. Really? They, they they specifically called you out for Jones. They call you out for shitting on Qui-Gon or wait, Tai Chi? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're pretty much behind me on that Tai Kwan Chi Jones? Uh, they're, they're with me on shitting on Tai Chi. Really? Tai Chi, yeah. Oh, you assholes. But, but they call me out on, on the pan fee. All right. And I got to say, just because I don't talk about it doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> wait, I know for and a fact I, you're not working out right now. No, I am. What? I wor- I've what worked out twice this week and I've played tennis twice this week. Okay, you do are playing the hell out of tennis. And I, I agree. I, Anyone that said yesterday was too cold and windy needs to be punched in the dick. <laughs> but, I mean, really. But here's the thing. I am one of the most in-shape geeks I know. All right, I'll buy that. Uh, I have been in ridiculously good shape. Yes. Last year, was, I was fucking ripped. Yeah. This year, not so much. Right. But I'm getting back there. I mean, I can't throw stones. <laughs> and I don't think they can either. I, I would argue that I'm in better shape than both of those guys. I don't know. So. They might have you cardio because Eric's cardio already running do. a 5K. Yeah, cardio they do, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so it's like if you can't run a... I but mean, let's take our shirts off and compare, shall we? Ooh. <laughs> and then rub us down with oil. I just oh. know, can, can you compete with Jesse's dad in that arena? That's what I want to know. Oh, isn't he like Marine? Yeah, full ex-marine? shirt, like bright red, mad, oh, that's masculine right. hair. Yeah. All the ladies love him. <laughs> He this put you a little to inside, make you cry like a inside packs info here. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have kept that. Like, no, no, you know, no. What, what happens at packs stays at packs. No, we're rolling out the red carpet just like <laughs> Jesse's dad. <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls it. That's us. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh. that's my story on Pamphy. I'm doing it. It's behind the scenes. Uh, well, well, then see. you're not you're not being you're not being very supportive to your frenemies then. Because you're like a success story. Dude, I haven't eaten fast food more than five times in the last three years. Well, that's not what the, I mean. No, it is. The pan fee is the fitness, fitness Yeah, fitness yeah, is part well, of eating, right? Sleeping. Yeah. But now, uh, how's your sleeping habits? They're shitty. <laughs> I knew I'd get you on one thing. God damn it. Yeah, so. They're shitty. But, but I don't uh, know. Like I, I don't, Everything else I feel like I I'm doing I think sleep's right, overrated. So. 
I need a uh, minimum amount, but like if I, yeah. it's surprising how minimum that can be. Dude, I read an article the other day about people who are just like short sleepers. Uh huh. They literally need like three hours of sleep a night. Uh huh. And they're good to go. Right. There. Yeah. That's just how they're set up. Right. And I so wish I was that person. I wonder if you can train that way because I heard. No, I not from what this article is saying. This is a very sciencey article. Really, a so lot it's, of it's your biology because I read. Yeah. In Black Hawk Down, uh-huh. uh, the Mark Bowden book about the Somalian failed oh, Somalian invasion. Like they talked training. about they talked about the Delta Force guys yeah. who are like the like the guys that kick Navy SEALs asses. Uh-huh. That they actually undergo part of their training is that they can work. Uh, they train to go for days without sleep. Mm-hmm. With minimal impact on their performance, but then what happens once they have to sleep? Well, I don't know. Do they fucking but I'm crash? I'm saying that like you can, I think, train to a certain extent. Yeah, you can train yourself to, to ignore the effects, the effects a little bit. Yeah, right. um, for a certain amount of time, but not over an extended like over 14 years. They right. couldn't do that. Right. You know what I mean? Well, you always heard things stories like Thomas Edison, like he would only take a 30 minute cat nap every six hours. You hear that shit, but then you hear about people trying it now and they're like, oh my God, I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, but maybe just because Edison was wired that way. Possibly. Yeah, he was probably a short sleeper or I mean, maybe these people are slightly manic because you remember our friend, um, I'm just going to call him Bill. Do you remember him? Sure. He was a manic depressive. Yeah, yeah. When he was fucking manic, he could go a week without sleeping (sighs) and output all this art. Like, you go over to his apartment and his walls would be covered with all these paintings. And you're like, oh shit, it's happening again. (laughs) Pretty soon he's going to shave his head and put on a concert with pots and pans at the the local park (laughs) at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but it's like, I think that like maybe they've got like a slightly manic state going all the time. Yeah, like they no, got no depressive. They're just like whatever their adrenal gland is just wide freaking open. Now they did uh postulate that you might be able to train it from birth. Like if you train hmm. it at a very, very young age. If your parents were rotten and, and like, kept you up yeah, until three AM right. and woke you up at slapped 6 you every single time you cried. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. If you if you want to be a total rotten asshole parent, you can train <laughs> it, I think. Um But not once you get older, once your sleep habits are set. See, I can not for like I can get by like four four and a half to five hours of sleep per night. Yeah, I do too. On a fairly long term basis. Now, mm-hmm. like maybe every couple of three weeks, I'll need to like just you know crash for a day. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like I I, I when I'm on something or or doing something fun or interesting, I can stay up to like three two thirty three o'clock. Mm-hmm. wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and be good you know or even seven thirty and be good to go yeah i basically run on a schedule where i stay up till two thirty or three and then wake up at 8 a.m yeah. for five days and then on the weekends i sleep until noon i think my optimum schedule if someone would let me keep it would be sleep go to sleep at two to three wake up at 10 because mm-hmm. that's kind of like if i if i'm on vacation or whatever that's kind of what i do that's when you just wake up yeah yeah so and i feel great yeah but you know, and when I used to work for myself, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't wake, I wouldn't even set my alarm, and like I'd have my cell phone by my bed. So if a client called, I got really good impersonating. Like, no, I'm not been sleeping. <laughs> like I got a, like an alert, awake voice. Sleep? What? Fake? Sleep? Yeah. Sleep? No. no, I haven't been sleeping. What? No, right. So I could go from like dead sleep to reasonably awake, and then but yeah. but that happened very infrequently, and it was yeah. great. Now I got a job where it's like they're kind of flexible, but I can't be rolling in at ten thirty, eleven o'clock every day. <laughs> So, anyway. Yeah. So, there's that. Whatever. I'm on Panfi. I'm just not bragging about it. Mm. You braggards. Maybe you're actually on B-Wifey. 
I'm on Blue Yonder. I'm on Nerd Fitness Initiative. I'm on Jones Fee. Jones Fee. Yeah, I do my own thing. I did P90 for for you did like two two rounds, two full cycles of that. And, and then I, it just takes up so much of your yeah, time. Is I did problem. phase one, phase two. And then when I found out phase three was just phase one and phase two alternate, I'm like, yeah. this is bullshit. Well, I was like, I, it's, it really it's killed the muscle my... memory stuff, yeah, right? Like it wants to mix it up to keep you from I, plateauing. I think it's because they didn't want to print another set of DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> they call it P60X. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What the, what's the big deal? P, I don't know. So, uh, uh, so anyway, um, I did want to say that I liked their segment on uh, sitcom houses. Like sitcom set analysis. Yeah. They went through and like talked about all these old sitcoms that I haven't thought about in years. But <laughs> but the funny thing is, as soon as they mentioned the name of the sitcom, like the, the image of the house came into my head. Mm-hmm. Like I still remember all these stupid houses from 20 years ago. Why? Why should I remember them? You know, one of the fascinating is like the ALF set design yeah had lots of half walls in their house yeah for for the pup like they had that like a little kitchen nook uh-huh you know so he could yeah. like do and they had the couch where he could be behind pretty and, like, you know yeah. <laughs> pretty clever huh? Yeah, yeah right i like it and they were talking about some of those things um as far as like how you move from room to room and and the, the yeah i thought it was interesting anyway um okay. so you should check that out jesus christ enough fan service for the frenemy cast sorry well <laughs> They gave us some fan service. We're, I guess we're, we're filleting them back. I guess, uh, but they also were talking about. We chat also have roulette. some feedback feedback to read from them too. I mean, Last like, thing they were talking about chat roulette, and they called us chat roulette dick whippers. So we need what we, we got to come. We got to come back with something. Chat roulette. I mean, we can't dick just whippers? take that. The guys who whip their dicks out on chat roulette. I've never whipped my dick out. I've never they even call, been on they chat accused roulette. Accused us of it. Really? Is what I'm saying to you. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like is it uh that was funny i was watching uh, episode one of season two of the wire last night where mm. someone did in fact whip his dick out yeah yeah like yanger yeah impressive yanger right there on, on hbo so i was like you know if yeah you, if you got it flaunt it they don't give uh they give equal airtime to all uh, all ana- anatomical parts. Yeah, in that show. Yeah, breasts. The, the breasts. Did they the show penis, the, no, I don't think so. Yeah, that's no. like that's that's taboo. Yeah, why? So you can show a guy's dick, but you can't show. Well, a you can't say the c word either. Not even on this cast. Huh? Crap. It's oh, I just said it. <laughs> um, all right. So I want to talk a little bit about one of the worst movies I've seen, like Last Airbender level. Oh, wow. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch, the Zack Snyder film, uh, director. Yeah, explain of it a little. The bit. Watchman, director of Three Hundred, director of various oh, music well, videos. Oh, of course, it's gonna suck. Um, directed Three Hundred. So this this is his first. He got to write. He got to cast. He got to produce. He got to direct this thing. Whoa, it's a lot of responsibility. And it's basically if the cool parts of the Matrix, where they're in the Matrix doing kung fu and machine guns. Um, were edited out. If that was all hot girls, okay, and if each time they went to Matrix, it was a different setting. Like now we're fighting steampunk. I'm not making this up. Steampunk zombies. Now we're fighting a castle full of orcs with a uh, with a uh, a dragon. Now we're fighting a like a, a rip off of the second episode of Firefly with a train full of robots. You know, kind of thing. So what's the premise of this? Movie? <clears throat> but the thing is, is like imagine it. like this. So it's imagine the Matrix like that, and then when you mm-hmm. find it, the, the real world that Neo's in, he's actually just sitting in an insane asylum the whole time. 
Okay, g- give I, me the I, premise of the movie. The premise of the movie is, there a is plot? This, this little girl okay. who was married, or not married, married to wealthy parents. Well, I don't care about she was the raised story, by wealthy, really. What's the premise? What the fuck? I can't get in the premise. Okay, girl in a sane asylum <laughs> okay. escapes from... I don't care why she's in an insane asylum. She, she envisions her life mm-hmm. uh, through the lens of... She's not really in a sane asylum. She's in a whorehouse. Okay. And she dances for men and it hypnotizes them and allows the other whores to steal items that they need to escape. (laughs) But when she starts dancing, she kicks into another fantasy world where she's really doing trench warfare with steampunk zombies, vamp uh, zombie uh, or dragons or orcs or whatever with machine guns and medieval swords. Terrible. It is terrible. The visuals are very, very cool, uh-huh. but it's like remember when I talked last week about Peter doing the Wario accent for five minutes? It was like eating five bags of cotton candy. Yeah, this movie was like eating fifteen bags of cotton candy. It's like Transformers too. Uh, no, it's worse. Worse. Like, I'm telling you, it's the visuals are oh. just. It's like I laughed out loud. <laughs> Out of scorn, like at like the way you would if you had no social compunctions about laughing at a retarded three year old or something. Just wow. like it's so yeah. stupid and backwards, and you don't even like. But the part of your brain that feels sorry for them has been removed because uh-huh. you know they got paid bad cash to make this thing. Yeah, yeah. And wow. It's just <clears throat> it's really. I mean, the, like I said, like this guy I was talking to work, um, Mad Brew, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, "There's hot women in it, right?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "The action is cool," and I'm like, "Yeah," and the movie still <laughs> sucked. I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> believe it or aggressively not, aggressively yeah. sucked. The soundtrack was good, but this movie aggressively <laughs> sucked. So skip the movie by the soundtrack. No, hell no. Go see it. Get drunk. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like it's yeah, not good. I, it's I not even bad like it. Con Air. Yeah, like Connor's it's just a ba- it's just bad, and and it makes you feel like I didn't feel bad like at the end of Braveheart. Bad, I just like mm-hmm. uh, the, the movie. Uh, it's already like, kind of like the way you talked about Tron too. Like it's already you can feel it evaporating from your brain. Uh-huh. Like I literally only remember like she was there. I can remember the concept of her fighting steampunk vampire or zombies. But you don't actually remember anything that happened in that scene. Right. And there's like all bullshit. Like there's lots of sexy stuff that's about to happen, but it's PG-13. Oh, so, lame. So that's why lame. she's fighting. Like they're, 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 there's body count is massive. And there should be blood, but there's zombies, so it's okay. Or they're robots, oh, so it's okay. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, they're faceless orcs and it's bullshit. Wow. So, no, not a big fan. Uh, was really hyped for the movie, but because I did like Watchmen and I like Three Hundred. was pretty good. I, I don't didn't. like Three Hundred. No. I think you should stick to adapting comic books for people to know how to write and plot. Yeah, not for people who are all style. <laughs> okay, uh, are we ready for this feedback? Like, sure. I, I, I gotta say, I like. Do you want me to read this one? I haven't read one yet. Can and I can do, do a decent Russian accent. Because, like, what I appreciate about Stafa here is most of the time he asks us to do some crazy ass accent, but he writes. The email in the King's English. Yeah, and it's tough. It's yeah, tough. so it's like like Mark Twain, when he wrote a Southern vernacular, he wrote. I mean, he put, used contractions and y'alls and der. Yeah. And he was like, you got, if you want the accent, you got to suggest it to us because it's very hard. It's hard enough for us idiots to do accents. Yeah. Translate, translate the idiom and the dialect and the flies even harder. But he actually wrote, he wanted us to do a Russian accent and he wrote it with a Russian, a solid Russian accent. So you want to give it a stab? 
I can try it, man. <clears throat> All right. I, I'm going to fail miserably, but well, I'm the only time. one who has it. It's about it. time for yep. you to fail miserably. And it's short. So here short we go. Shall, shall we cue the music? Yes. Here it goes. <laughs> Deal blue yonder. In, yes. In Japanese games, everyone is women. <laughs> the men are women. The women are women. Some you don't even know if they are men or women. Hey, look, there is a black man with chocobo in hair. <laughs> Everyone else is women. <laughs> Where are men with, who can crush bear with one hand? Not in Japanese games. Staffa. Staffa. I like it. That was a solid accent. You like Clap. it? Uh, yes. See, I, I'm the accent guy, man, but I haven't slow. unleashed it. Yeah, that's, it's a crime. You, you that I made you guys read all Yes, <laughs> like your English accent has been spot on. Staffa needs to request a Scottish one next. Scottish, that bring yeah. The friggin I'll have to put on my utility kilt. And you need to when you, and, and put in the email something about making barrels. <laughs> that's what you need to do. Um, I got to say, like, here's something... Is is like observing offensiveness in other cultures in itself offensive? Because my my experience with Eastern cultures is they tend to be kind of xenophobic and racist. That's true, yeah. And like you're, he's right, he's dead on that. You've got these pretty boys, mm-hmm. like these very effeminate, like you know, gender neutral people. Except for if you see a black guy, guaranteed <laughs> he's going to be a roided up monster, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean. I can't recall seeing anything other than that. And it, like, like the only thing except for that, what's that protector? The guy in the protector, Tony Jaw. Tony Jaw. Remember, we, we were watching the uh, Ungbok. Yeah, where they're trying to do racial stereotypes, but they like fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, like they yeah. had an Australian guy with dreadlocks uh-huh. and like a black of of skinny black dude with like a blonde. You know, like a guile haircut from Street Fighter. It's like, well, yeah. they're just, you know, no, that doesn't work. But, um, <laughs> which yeah. I think is funny. Like, I'm, I don't know. Thought it was funny. Why do you think, uh, is it because that the Japanese people tend to be slighter in build? So we mistake that for like, I mean, I'm sure that has something to do with it, right? Like even I mean, their action stars, they don't have like an equivalent Arnold Schwarzenegger or, uh, well, they, I mean, uh, or, or, or Sylvester Stallone, do they? I mean, they tend to be like Chow Young Fat and I, I think Jet it's more Li about and Bruce Lee, and yeah. dexterity than it is just like they're like they don't bulk, do they don't yeah. they don't do boxing, they do kung fu. You sure. know, it's like it's not all just brute strength and judo and stuff. I mean, it, it's cultural differences, man. Yeah, no, no doubt. I I don't see any problem saying that. Yeah, right. And then the other thing is, I think it's part of it, in video games at least, is legacy from the 8-bit days where all the characters were that chibi bullshit where it's like big mm-hmm. head, small bodies, cutesy, because that's what you could do with sprites. Sure. Well, that yeah. doesn't excuse the anime, I guess. No. I, but I yes, don't know. they are pretty. The boys in anime and Japanese video games are pretty, 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 pretty that's, boys. They are. I don't have much to say on the topic. I mean, I guess I've noticed it, <clears> but... All right. I, I'm not Japanese, so I don't know why that is. All right, let's move on to a meteor feedback from our frenemies. Meteors. Meteor. They're raining down meteors this is actually on us from now. Jesse. Oh man! But he says, "Hey, Baldies, last week's blue yonder got me thinking." Well, that's what we aim. You for. currently are a baldy, by the way. I am. Oh, it's not quite growing you, out. Yeah, you need to shave it back down. Actually, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna grow it out to like a half inch stubble or half inch buzz in the summer because I don't want to get the old man head. 
Old you know, that head. like pink mottled burn skin cancer pool that the bald guys have on the top of their head. You just wax, wax it up. No, I mean, you have to have some covering and I don't like wearing hats. So I'm going to let my hair grow out a little longer so I don't burn my head and then shave it and shave it in the winter again. I think you cover it in some heat resistant material or asbestos. Some- <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cover it in skin cover cancer. It in asbestos. Um, I'll have just a giant mole. <laughs> <laughs> on my head from the melon and then maybe it'll start growing hair and you'll be perfect <laughs> yeah there you go um okay so hey baldies last week's blue yonder got me thinking i forget exactly what you're talking about uh, <laughs> so do we yeah but it got me thinking about maybe there's a difference between a game and an interactive storytelling experience let me elaborate no difference take starcraft 2 mm-hmm. please and mass effect 2 for examples maybe these games shouldn't even be lumped together as a single medium Star. StarCraft 2 pitches two or more players in a direct competition with similar resources, information, and tactics. Even a single-player campaign is a simulated version of this, whereas Mass Effect 2 is really just a movie where you control the main character and make him go pow, pow, pow. Actually, I think Amen, they're lasers, brother. so it's Amen. more like pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Uh, with a sweet laser gun. Less pew, pew, more pew, pew. Yeah. In a way, StarCraft 2 is an evolution of chess, whereas Mass Effect 2 is an evolution of film. That being said, no one will lump chess and films together in some sort of meta medium. I'm not saying that game games can't tell a story, look at the huge Warcraft universe, and storytelling games can obviously provide challenges and obstacles, such as Uncharted 2, and there's a lot of gray area, Zelda, but I think gamers should account for these differences between games before devolving, in, devolving into vitriolic fanboyism. Anyway, just an idea. Forever frenemies, Jesse. Aw. Aw. That got so, me right there. Right yeah, in the gut. He, he touched me. Yeah. Inappropriately. Inappropriately. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, he's right. That's, he's, I didn't even think of that. Who's going to go here? Because we're both trying to talk over each other. You go. Me go? You go. You Isn't go. Is that a car? Uh, a shitty one. Uh, <laughs> Suits are cast. Okay, so this goes back to pretty much exactly what I was saying during that cast is... I feel like these games have been modeled after movies. A lot of these games, like the RPGs especially, mm-hmm. have been modeled after movies. And they're basically just extending the movie out to 10, 20, 100 hours by putting these arbitrary things in the middle. Like, basically, the part that you want of that game is the movie, the story, the cutscenes in the middle. You don't want the gameplay, because the gameplay a lot of times is bullshit. Hmm. And and some of these games, like Final Fantasy thirteen, will play themselves. Yeah, we've talked about that. You can literally set the game up to play itself. But I think what he's hitting on is there's... Okay, <clears throat> like, we talked about how all films... And this made me think of this. All films are representative of, like, the Oscars. You know, they have documentaries, okay. animated. They celebrate film. They don't celebrate porn. That's porn, a good point. Porn films don't make it unless, like, there's the very few medium, examples when... But- so it's like because they don't do the same thing. They're designed to just titillate and get mm. you off. They're not really. I mean, if there is a story, it's just to serve that point. So it's like he's like there's game games like chess, like mm-hmm. StarCraft 2. Um, and then there's like there's these movie type games, which kind of really got me thinking on a meta level of like movies are kind of like books, like books and movies share the fact that they are a narrative. They're a story. But there's also yeah. art films that don't have a narrative, and there's like art games that don't have a narrative. Mm-hmm. They're like you know like those. Uh, I'm thinking like Osmos, where it's almost like a trance style, a just gameplay or something, or yeah. flower. Um, I just played another one. Um, I got on a Pixel Junk spree, and yeah. I downloaded their uh, shit. Their shit. 
I want to call it garden. Maybe it is called garden. I don't know. But it's like a flea and you jump from plot fly to fly. It's very kind of trancy and like that. So or stuff like uh, the Zen thing where you just twirl uh, an object and wrap a rope around yeah. it. <laughs> so which made me think in turn of a discussion Ian and I had at PAX where he's like, when video games hit the mainstream, mm-hmm. uh, will these... Uh, will these conventions go away to celebrate games? I'll be sad. I'm like, I don't know because like, just because, Oh no, I don't think they will. I think they'll get more focused. Like you won't Mm -hmm. have a video game convention. You'll have a Starcraft convention or a Tomb Raider convention. Similar to, we have like science fiction and Star Trek and Star Wars conventions. You don't have a movie convention. Well, maybe you do. You have film fest and whatever. Like Sundance and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's like, it'll get more hyper-focused and more like concentrated on things. As, as the audience grows, you can start fragmenting it. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you start a forum and you have like 50 different forums within your forum and you only have 10 people participating, yeah. they'll get lost. Yeah, sure. It's like it's like, you know, putting 100 it's like like putting 10 people in the death star. They'll never see each other. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what you do is you stuff them in one forum and you talk about a bunch of bullshit and then when you get enough to where like the signal noise ratio is whacked, mm-hmm. you divide it and that that's the proper way to go. So I think that's where our community is going. Right now we have video yeah, game that's... conventions. And when it gets, when you know, and when even we, the medium itself, right? We we haven't had as many games as we've had movies. Right. So once it grows to a certain capacity, we'll have to split it off somewhere. I wonder if theoretically they ever got a a, a movie, like a director directed a straight up movie that was like a choose your own adventure, mm-hmm. where the theater could be wired up with a yes or no or an A and B button. But in other respects, there's like and there's like three different choices that you can make. Would Ebert say that that's a film, or would he say it's a video game? Yeah, I I was wondering that. Um, because like you could really abstract the experience to that, and and, and how complex that... does it have to be before it becomes a video game? Like, let's say if I could make the character jump right. with a button, is that a video game? If I don't have control over the narrative, right? And I think this other thing is that Ebert is kind of uncomfortable if he would actually honestly think about it is. The reality is a lot of these films, they show them in test audiences, and then they change the ending based on people saying, well, that was too down, or I didn't get it. So they go and yeah, even somewhat testing. serious films get, get market tested and mm-hmm. then refined. Well, if Ebert's whole problem with the medium of video games is that the audience controls the narrative <laughs> well fuck you've got this small band of audience that controls the narratives of like you know like uh, uh lando calrissian Car- should have died at the end of return of the jedi that was the director's vision yeah they changed it because it was too much of a downer and he shot out at the end of the fireball and there's been lots of other thing um i want to say one of the godfathers got changed huh um well i think he would probably argue that Real filmmakers will not do that. Well, but there's the, the sellout a- corporate shills will change their ending for the bucks. But the yeah. real filmmakers he's, who are making real films are not going to do that. I don't know because he's still. I bet, like I said, if you find out how many movies actually did do that, and look at how many yeah. freaking alternate takes and stuff you see on DVDs, yeah, that like that you find out that that's you know, and it's not just, it's not just the crazy sellouts that do it it's like people they're like well people were unclear about this so we went and made it more clear or people didn't like this they didn't react yeah, the way we sure. thought they would so we changed it 
that's the audience influencing yeah. the art. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't go like look at the Mona Lisa and be like, man, her smiles are so ambiguous. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna put a frowny face on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't like, change the art, but you do change the interpretation of right. it. I mean, it's it's your own personal interpretation. So, I don't know, man. I mean, this is such a, like a nebulous topic because it's really up to the audience, I think, to define what these things are. Yeah, as is the case with most art. Yeah, and again, and we're defining the what media, the, games are. the medium. It's video games as a medium. It's yeah. a way to, and it's another way you can tell stories, and it's another way, you just like, you know, some movies are more entertainment than art. Some yeah, video like, games I would are. not call uh, <laughs> dazed and confused art. <laughs> I, would, I would not call, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of that shitty Eddie Murphy movie. Oh. Uh, well, see, I was <laughs> thinking uh, Happy Ma- or, uh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison, not art. Not no, art at all. Not art. That movie's terrible. I actually don't even like it. I love I Happy thought it was Gilmore. funny when I was 13. But I didn't even then. No. That's no. the first movie I can think of. And I was like 17 when I saw it. It's the first movie I can think of that I fell asleep watching. Whoa. Yeah. I just was not into it and bored. Even with uh, Super Hot, what's her name in it? Uh, Christy Swan- Wasn't it Christy Swanson? The Buffy the Vampire Slayer Girl? Original Probably, vampire. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. No. Wow. Hmm. Like I actually dazed out of it. Wow. So even when he was uh, teaching, she was teaching him to do his math or whatever. Right? I don't know because like yeah, I fell asleep during the movie, so Man. I don't remember all of it. I Might do remember waking up scene. and there was a musical going on <laughs> with a clown. Then that was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Anyway, we're so far off yes. topic. Even for the bullshit even segment. Even for the bullshit segment. We're so we far got, off topic. We got too bullshitty for the bullshit. And we didn't even get to like the Blue Yonder Curse. I gave up because the second we talked about the Blue Yonder Curse, I opened up my browser the next day and it's like <laughs> the Japanese reactors were now directly being compared to Chernobyl. <laughs> Upgraded to level seven. Right. Which <laughs> Thank again, you, Blue Yonder. I could go on and how bullshit that laser reporting because it's still, there's, it's, they're comparable like you can compare apples to yeah. oranges, but they're not the same. Fuck, like plutonium didn't catch fire and blanket <laughs> all of Eastern Europe with shit. I mean, yeah. So anyway, they're on the same level. You know, make up your own damn uh, mind, people. Definition wise, Google for the MIT in an SE dot com site. I think they got a pretty good take on it. They're smart guys. That they are smart guys. So I'll post a couple uh, links, to, and everyone can make up their own mind. But yeah, blue. I, I'm not going to make any. Defi- In fact, Vibrams, they'll probably destroy your feet. Uh, Stand up desks are the wave of the future. Uh, cloud eat girlfriends will make the human race go extinct within 50 years because people will quit marrying and reproducing. Uh, I'm going to undo everything. Yep. That I'm going to reverse jinx everything from now on at the Excellent. end of every cast. And the personal arrogance are going to go for a long, long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a blue yonder guarantee. That cast cannot possibly fail. <laughs> They're not going to flake out on that. No way. No way. Uh-uh. Nope. Okay, that's a show, man. I think so. That's it. We're done. We did all the stuff up front as far uh, as... We could use, though, seriously, please do send us some emails at the blue yonder at baldmove.com. If you like it, if you hate it, we'd like to hear it. Please leave sure. us iTunes reviews. Because we want to talk a little bit about the changes we're planning on making. Do we? Uh, how, what, how, much, how long have we been re- How long have we been uh, A long-ass time, but I, th- I think it merits True some mention. Listen? Some okay. quick mention. Um the reason we want even negative feedback at this point is because we are considering making a lot of uh, serious changes. Yes. In uh, Blue I mean, we, We've been doing this for going on 60 episodes, and we've seen yeah. a marked difference between, you know, casts that get, like, we've had up to 1,000 people listen to our cast. We're averaging 80 to 100 now. 
Um, numbers are unimportant. Numbers are unimportant. But what I'm <laughs> saying not. is like, but but like, and we've had some casts that aren't successful at all. And like, we promote them differently. We have different subjects. Yeah. We so we're trying to fight, figure out what is the magic that gets us, you know, a steady base of listeners because mm-hmm. we don't want to pander. I mean, we're not going to do a cast we hate just to get audience. Uh, listen but if we to could, our cast. I think you know we don't know. God no. <laughs> but if we could tweak it to talk about things that we're interested in, that you guys would be more interested in, be more willing to recommend to your friends, yeah. we would love to hear that kind of feedback because the Any reason we're doing this suggestions or anything like that. The reason we're doing this is not to get rich. We just mm-hmm. want to kind of be heard and have a cool community around it and be able to attend cons and maybe. Uh, have someone say, "Oh yeah, we like your stuff." You know, that's 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 what that's what we're we're doing E-peen, for. We're doing it for man. the love. Epine, the 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 giant swollen blue diamond cutter Epine that we want, oh, and uh, you know the love we're doing it for that. So but yeah, we're tuning our content right now um, to our audience's wishes, and any feedback helps us. So, so go leave iTunes reviews, even if they're shitty. Yeah, uh, send us emails. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we could change. What you like. Get on the forums and talk. We got a feedback section there, and yeah. uh, you can you know mix it up with us and the other forum regulars, and get uh, access to our cool bonus content. Which is some cool bonus content. Yeah, We've got some, a lot of movie reviews some, up there. There's some random funny shit. There's some movie reviews. There's uh-huh. our Mopey, our famous, infamous Mopey review. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect review. And we've got some other stuff that we're, you know. So, like, what would you like to see? Uh, would you like to see daily content on Facebook? Would you like to see... We're not going to do that shit. Would you like you to see our us- dicks on chat roulette? Because <laughs> we'll like to, do that. Uh, would you like to change your name to dickwhippers.com? Uh, <laughs> Taken. Yeah. <laughs> what about Dick Whippers Us? <laughs> Dick, Dick Whippers Dick Whip dot <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, like I said, we just again we don't want to sell out, but we do want to do stuff that we're interested in and you're interested in too. We basically we don't want to talk into these mics uh, for an hour every week right. and be talking to ourselves, right? You know, so, and the so. way you we can you can help us if you like what we're doing. The way you can help us is through iTunes reviews mm-hmm. and. Suggesting you know, telling your friends that you like us or tweet at us twitter.com tweet, tweet at us share our links when you see them on facebook if you're you know we've got like uh almost 30 people on facebook if you, that small nucleus if you like upper cast and you're not too ashamed to share it with all your grandma you know maybe we can tone down the f-bombs maybe we'll talk about knitting yeah we can do share knitting. it with your one nine hundred operator yeah right <laughs> Uh, knit your socks and talk about sex and i'm gonna and i'm gonna socks. steal personally i can stole our die rolling i'm gonna steal their uh tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend yeah. did we steal that no they stole our die rolling so i'm stealing something back i don't know i mean we've been it's all fair. about telling friends turn about word of mouth is that's what they're always saying word of mouth word of mouth get a get a friend in on w-o-m walm we want the walms coming at us <laughs> <laughs> all right this this has and to that's end. a cast this with has that, to end with that said until next time i'm jim jones and i'm a ron hubbard ciao good lord man how long was that Oh, an hour 15. Oh, okay.